Welcome to episode 114 of the CGM podcast. At the table with me, both playing on their respective technologies, is Phil Brown. How do you know I wasn't playing? I was getting my news stories ready so that I'm prepared. Uh, so you were being organized. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's good because yeah, yeah. I actually was playing. So. Wayne was playing. <laughs> I'm still totally unprepared. Deliterate Wayne Santos. For now. For now. Anyway, I guess we'll start the news. Who would like to go? For, I guess we'll start with you gaming go. news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we do. I know, but wouldn't it be nice to switch it up every now and again? Do you want to switch it up? Let's switch it up. All right. Okay. I'll go first then. All right. What, what kind of okay. So first off, um, this is new. Uh, I'm sure you guys are, are well aware of this already, but last Friday, uh, Guillermo del Toro announced that he's going to make Pacific Rim 2. Yeah, I will be coming out. Really? Yeah, I thought I'm not gonna be aware of this news. Oh wait, I was aware of this. Yeah, news. yeah, it comes out. Yeah, it comes out in the summer of 2017. So we still have quite a bit of waiting yet. But nonetheless, it is extraordinarily exciting simply because uh, Pacific Rim, um, although it did very well worldwide, did slightly underperform against expectations in the North American box office, and it seemed to spell the end of the franchise. Too much love story. Yeah, but, but, but that worldwide performance saved it. Worldwide performance saved it, and we also have to assume probably VOD and yeah. Blu-ray and da 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 da. Yeah. They must be making a lot of money on Blu-ray on that because I've noticed that it's still widely available and has not been priced down yet. Actually, I got it for fifteen they bucks. They do have to make a bunch. Of- yeah, but that's Amazon, so you're right. Yeah, no, it's been priced down like from thirty, but it's not yeah. in the ten dollar bin yet, not which yet. is where pretty much everything else that came out that Except summer is already. Except Iron Man three is still twenty six ninety nine. Yeah, that's Disney. Disney or jerks. Man, I'm waiting. And well, they know because they're they're making it for kids, and kids are going to scream and cry until they get that Blu-ray. Versus adults, it'll be like. I I keep hoping (laughs) in vain that someday their Blu-ray versions of Miyazaki movies are going to go down in price, but they just oh, those will never go down in price. I I thought they didn't put out any of the Miyazaki stuff on Blu-ray. What's available? My my neighbor Totoro is like out on Blu-ray. Is it? Uh, Yeah, Uh, Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind is also out on Blu-ray. Ooh, but not not Spirited Away. No, not Spirited Away. That's the one. one, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't they Blu-ray that? Laputa or Laputa, however you want to pronounce it, the Castle in the Sky. That's also on Blu-ray, so it's like um, there are Kiki? actually quite a few music. Yeah. Actually, I think, I think yeah, is Kiki's delivery service also. Yeah, but not uh, Princess Mononoke. I don't think that's too bad because that's the one I feel like would benefit the most. Yeah. and then Spirited Away is just my Spirited favorite. Away. But when did Spirited Away come out? Perhaps I think I feel mm-hmm. like 2005. Maybe they're waiting for the uh, ten years. Maybe. Yeah, ten year anniversary. I mean, I, I finally bit and I got like Nausicaa. You know, in the Valley of the Wind on Blu-ray nice. because that was like the first Miyazaki film I ever saw, and it completely blew me away. When yeah, I first yeah, saw it. yeah, yeah. Watch again on Blu-ray, and it was just like, oh, so yeah, good. it's spectacular. It's just and like, my neighbor Jotaro is mind-bogglingly charming. Yeah, as well. it, it's just like when you watch Akira, you know, again for the first time on yeah, Blu-ray yeah, yeah. after like years and years of just watching just, on like yeah, yeah. third generation like just, pirated. Yeah, you know, which by VHS the way, is, that had the best sound mix when I was yeah. going through. Oh, that yeah, one blew yeah. my mind. But Akira's crazy. But yeah, no Disney. The thing that frustrates me the most is I want to get the, and then we'll not talk about Disney. Blu-ray overpricing is that I want to get The Incredibles so bad, but you can't get it for less than thirty eight dollars. Really, I, I don't pay thirty eight dollars. I, I bid on it. I got it in Blu-ray. Yeah, what'd you get it for? Uh, probably about that. Yeah, yeah. thirty bucks, twenty ninety nine, something like that. Ridiculous, yeah, so. ridiculous. But it was The Incredibles, and How it was on Blu-ray, so I had to have it. So I no, I know I love The Incredibles. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but it's not cool, Disney. That's the moral of the story. But anyway, uh, yeah, Pacific Rim 2, coming up fast. Can't wait. It seems like a movie. Why are you making that noise, Mel? I really liked it in theaters, and I bought the Blu-ray, and I sat down and watched it again. I was like, this movie is too long. Yeah, but on Blu-ray, you can fast-forward through all the dialogue scenes. It's true. I just got up and walked away for a little bit. Yeah, don't do that. I was like, I I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, every time I watch Pacific Rim at home, it Mm. starts with, like, an electromagnetic pulse taking out all the robots. Yeah, see, there, I'm fine with that. And then... 
Gypsy Danger comes in and saves the day. That's, that's yeah, how yeah. Pacific Rim has been starting for me every time I've watched yeah, it since yeah. I got the disc. I watch the opening montage, and then I skip a few chapters, yeah. and then I pretty, and I take it up from there. I request that we get to see more of the Jaegers fight this time, because they really got taken down fast last time. Yeah, I think that that's pretty much guaranteed. I, I also am so. and, and sincerely well, I mean, like, hoping... What, what, what's the rationale going to be now that, you know, they well, they closed off the portal in the first well, one? New portal. New portal yeah, opens, yeah. or Godzilla. Godzilla. That's what Phil really wants. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you, yeah. You I, I know. You don't want I, that? Of course I want okay. that. Well, don't think Jesus. he's going to have him. But. Why? Warner Brothers owns them both. That would People be love crossover movies now. Yeah, I think that would make good money. It's not like Warner Brothers right? is above putting out a crossover movie. No, they are not. Superman, Batman. <laughs> yeah, they're doing, about to do a bazillion of them. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, very exciting news. I'm sure we'll hear much more about that the over same? the next three years. Do we know anything about it? Is it the same guy? Yeah. Um, all they've said so far is that Guillermo del Toro is going to write and direct it. He's writing it with uh, Zach Penn this time, who wrote, um, what did he write? He wrote uh, Last Action Hero. Uh, oh, okay. He was one of the writers on X-Men 2, one of the writers on The Incredible Hulk. He's shared story credit with Joss Whedon on The Avengers. He's a good so guy. So action, yeah. less romance. Yeah, well, they did confirm that the two main characters from the last one are also going to Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, but they Aww. didn't really have romance in the first movie. Oh, but no. it was just Nobody awkward kissed. romance. There was no kissing yeah, in the first true. movie. Yeah, that's true, there was no kissing. Because, you know, boys That doesn't mean that there wasn't romance. It was just really awkward yeah. high school romance. Yeah, exactly, which yeah. is which is fine for, like, a 14-year-old, because that's exactly <laughs> the level that they're on, where it's like, well, I wouldn't know what to do with the Well, just take the romance out of it and have them fight stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. That's the big one. Next one, um, remember that Constantine show that we were all excited about? Yeah. First sign of badness. Okay. Um, right? It's been announced there will be no smoking on Constantine. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. How, how can Constantine not smoke? Can he at least have an e-cigarette? No. No. Oh, my God. Oh, that's There's like no, positive. No smoking whatsoever. The man who fights demons is not allowed to smoke a cigarette because that's wrong. That's deeply wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, at least an e-cigarette would promote, you know, positive messages of switching to ridiculous. e-cigs. It's ridiculous. It's now, if you put a cigarette in a movie, you get an R rating automatically. Well, so really? Come yeah, on, e-cigarettes are an R rating? Isn't that weird? Wow. I yeah. Didn't, I was not aware I mean, of that. you don't notice it anymore because it's gone away. But, I mean, I was just watching Rushmore this week, and I was like, well, there's a lot of smoking in this movie. That never occurred to me ten years ago because it would just been like, oh, smoking. Like, yeah. every movie. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that's like, it's a huge deal now. And apparently it's affecting Constantine, which is, as far as I'm concerned, the first of many compromises. I'm telling you, man, e-cigarette is hilarious, but at least he'd be smoking. I agree. Because at least they could write that in as to him trying to quit smoking for a reason. With him just not smoking, that takes away a huge chunk of the character. He's never going to do it. Yeah. I mean, and it sounds ridiculous to say smoking is such an integral part of the character, but with Constantine it is. It is. Yeah, 100% it is. I mean, they let (sighs) Wolvie still smoke cigars. I mean, he was doing that in the X-Men movies. Very true. Yeah, that's true. He, he got away with smoking cigars in the X-Men movie. Those were not rated but I think, R. But, reason, I think, but, now, but now that I'm thinking about it, I, I don't think he has in the last couple. Because okay. this is a recent re- revelation. Because right. definitely in the first one, he yeah. had stogies. Yeah. Yeah. I believe in the second one as well. I, I, don't, I can't picture I him with a cigar in, yeah, in, in Days of Future Past. He was probably smoking cigars in the first Wolverine movie as well. Since yeah, that was well, like I would assume. But yeah, the last couple, I don't know if he was. And that's probably... The only time I think he would have been smoking them in Days of Future Past is when he first wakes up in the 70s. Right. And he puts on his pants and stuff? I okay. don't recall any cigars. And he might, have, he might have actually been smoking a cigar during his little cameo in First Class. I think when he was at the bar, he had a cigar. There. He but did have a cigar. Do in cigars class, count so, towards yeah. cigarettes? Because people seem to view them very differently. I'm not sure. Maybe it's a timing thing. Maybe you can have. It's like you get one a fuck bit, in a PG-13. Yeah. You get like one puff. 
in a PG-13. Maybe he's just if he's just holding it. Yeah. Probably. No, because I remember he takes a dramatic puff. After okay, so one off. puff. So that's really one fuck, one puff. One, one fuck, one puff, and they gave it all to Wolverine in that one. So good for them. <laughs> um, all right, so that's that. Um, next up. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but Seth Rogen treated out that him and Evan Goldberg have started writing their Preacher TV series for FX, um, which is exciting. Um, yeah, Preacher, the Gareth Ennis yep. comic series. Yeah, that, that, that was a crazy comic book series. It was a crazy comic that book was series. Pretty just, nuts. They're doing comic it. Preacher and Seth MacFarlane. No, sorry, Seth Rogen. Okay, because I was like, you I said Seth MacFarlane. I was like that. I sincerely apologize. <laughs> it's Seth Rogen, and they've already gone on record as saying, "Well, I don't know, man. He really fucked up the Green Hornet." Yes, but he, but no one is. I will never forget. No him. one is more apologetic about the Green Hornet than he is, and that wasn't his fault. Oh, really? That was his beer. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. The pretty well when he did press on um, this is the end. It was the pro this is the end anti Green Hornet tour. It was him going around being like, "Yeah, Green Hornet sucked, right?" Sorry. Don't worry about that. We're done with that. Wow. Um, okay. So so um. All right. So there's that. That was and that was more studio compromise and blah 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 blah. This, this is a TV series, so you don't have to contend with that so much. And also, um, both him and Evan Goldberg have already said that they're big fans of the series. They have no desire to change it and turn it into a stoner comic book series. And uh, that and wouldn't really work with Preacher. Never. Not all the time. No, no. Um, so no, definitely not. Yeah. Um, and I'm certain Seth Rogen knows better than to cast himself as Preacher. I don't think we have that to worry about that. Bad. That would be terrible. Yeah. I don't think we have Hopefully to worry about that. Hopefully he knows that. better. I think it's safe. Um, so, yeah, he just tweeted a little picture today showing him and Goldberg basically showing the, like, uh, poster board where they had all the story beats. And uh, it sort of suggested uh, that the Genesis plot line is where they're going with for the first one, okay. which was pretty good. Um, so, yeah, so that's something. So um, if you're upset about the no smoking Constantine, then just get about excited about Preacher instead. They both represent a similar era in comics. And we'll at least get one good TV series yeah. out of it. Do we know how I mean, recent this no smoking thing was? Because now I'm going to always be looking for it. It was within the last five years, I want to say. Fairly recent, I would think. Yeah, so. fairly yeah, recently. Um, and, yeah, I know I, I forget exactly what it breaks down to, but I do remember that if there's too much smoke, you can get an R rating. That, that was is deal. just... I know. How right? about drinking? Well, I think now drinking. They no, that's fine. Why? Um, I, <laughs> but I think also some of it is to do with intent. Like if your hero's smoking, that's a problem. If it's but a the villain, villain, then that's okay. Fine. Yeah, it's weird. It's very strange. Very, very. Strange. So you can be evil and smoke, but God forbid you be good and smoke. Damn right. Just like real life. Just kind of reminded me of like this weird segment I remember reading in one of the William Gibson science fiction novels. Yeah. Where you know these guys were like you know living in the near future, and at that point it had gotten so bad that the movie and television companies were actually going back and digitally <gasps> erasing. Yes. The okay, cigarettes. no, 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 oh, they're going to replace yeah. it. Anything that appeared in any movie anywhere, they were just like cigarettes are bad, and, no, no. and mm-hmm. like you know yeah, the the person was the character in this particular segment was like yeah. watching a movie and was surprised to see that this was a movie where they hadn't gotten around to doing that yet. For sure. But, you know, to me it was still just shocking the notion that you would go back and digitally erase cigarettes. But that is really they're bizarre. Gonna do but it. now we're probably yeah. that's they're probably gonna... not that far off. Now. Totally, yeah. yeah. Like I don't going to change them to french fries. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> I don't appreciate I don't think it should affect the rating system. I think that's ridiculous, but I can so understand ridiculous. why they're concerned still because it I don't think there's been of, you know, upsets a better me that, you know, it's like so, you know, it's like years from 
from now, it's like, you know, Casablanca is going to get slapped That's what with I was just an thinking. R yeah, just yeah, yeah, like yeah. Everybody is well, smoking in Casablanca. Well, period piece. I think they're comfortable okay. with it, just like they'd never take out, you know, they wouldn't remove Al Jolson's blackface from <laughs> the jazz. You also didn't you know think I mean? that they'd probably mess with E.T., and they did. Yeah, but then they set things straight. That was Spielberg. Yeah. And Sp no, Spielberg apologized, and now yeah. it's actually hard to get that version. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Uh, Steve, thanks a bunch. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, like, I, I understand why some of it, because there's probably been never a better selling point for cigarettes than how cool they look in movies. Um, so I can understand why they want to cut down on that. The fact that it affects the rating system is ridiculous. But also, I know I'm blanking on the specifics of it, so don't take this too seriously. Um, next up, uh, Transformers 4, as of today, already made $400 million. Oh, God. Um, so, feels just like... Yeah. So there's something very wrong with the world. None of you listened to me last week, and this is going to be... Did you really expect anybody to listen? I was really hoping. When it came to a Transformers I was really movie. hoping. Okay. And, um, I'm sorry, Phil, but I actually want to see it. I, listen, I as, my, as loath though I am to admit it, if I hadn't gone to review it, I would have seen it anyway. The second one is actually my favorite. That's ridiculous. We yeah. need to have a private chat. So... <laughs> oh. Wait, no, we found it a couple episodes ago. You're a racist anyway, so that makes perfect sense. That was oh, last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's all coming together now, Mal. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so that's on a fast track to being the most successful movie of the year, which is a real bummer. Really? And you guys, oh, yeah. Do we think Guardians of the Galaxy is going to give a run? No chance. No, absolutely no not. Chance. The no. one that's actually the Too most, the one that's actually, actually the most successful right now is uh, X-Men Days of Future Past, I which already so, hit yeah. 718 million, which is 18. by 718 million worldwide, which is by far the most successful to give you an indication of how successful that is relative to all the previous X-Men movies um, the to it, when it hit 718 it brought the total box office for the whole franchise up to 3 billion and that's six they movies. They got my money. That's six I movies it got, took to get to two and a half. I still cannot believe One got to 700. For the premiere of that movie, they actually bothered to fly the cast down for the Singapore premiere. Yeah. That just blows my mind. It's like, okay, New York, that makes sense. London, yeah. that makes sense. Sydney, yeah. It's because, okay, it's because China's such a gigantic yeah. movie market now. That's where they make they make almost as much in China off mm -hmm. blockbusters as they do in America at yeah, this point. So. So, so yes, I guess they couldn't ignore Asia that way. So no, like, yeah, th that just blows my mind that Wolverine would be wandering around in Singapore and is like, hey, I used to eat at that chicken yeah, rice stall. I and know. Wolvie just stuffing his face with No, that's, Asia's so a weird. massive movie market. Yeah, they need it. They yeah. desperately need it these days. But uh, anyway, so bad news, Transformers doing well so well. Good, well, uh, good news, X-Men doing so great. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, that's made... It's going to be the most successful superhero movie of the year. First time that ever had with X happened with X Men. Yep. So that's no, great, that's, that's and a movie that deserves it, quite frankly. I, I'm. I'll get around to watching it. Uh, you should. You would love it. That's ridiculous. They haven't gone because um, it, e it. it even has good 3D. Okay. Um, I'll say that right out loud. Um, so next up, uh, Vin Diesel claimed this week that he's amazed by the first cut he saw of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, however, he's also said that he's been amazed by the last few Fast and the Furious screenplays. Yeah, so, I think he's so just amazed don't take that easily. Yeah. yeah, I think he's just amazed that he wakes up in the morning yeah. and it's still Vin Diesel. He's, he's got a low threshold of amazing. He does indeed. Yeah. I breathe. That's amazing. Yeah, but presumably, presumably wow. yeah, I know, right? But presumably, that's a good sign. I don't know if you want to trust uh, Vin Diesel, but there you go. He's so, Guardians of the Galaxy, potentially the last of the good Marvel movies before you know, the uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Avengers the Two is going to Disney takes over. Avengers Two is going to be great. Okay, you know, Avengers you know Two is going. Yeah, that, that's going to be great because they're going to let Joss Whedon just. Absolutely. And the Edgar Wright thing, you know, it's a bummer and it's a bad sign. See, and this is the problem is that because Edgar Wright was not Joss Whedon, they would not let him do the Edgar yeah. Wright thing because he has to do the Joss Whedon. But I think it's also, 
I think part of it is, and, and like John Favreau, different people, like obviously Edgar Wright's still very quiet about mm-hmm. it, but he made it sound very amicable, and, and Marvel did the same way. And the more times got by, more people thought about it. I think part of it is just is not so much that they were totally against whatever Edgar Wright wanted to do, as much as it is they had to keep this ship and franchise going. And I think Edgar Wright's not a person who's going to play team baseball. He wants to make his own thing. Yep. And well, I mean, Scott Pilgrim was anything to exactly. Yeah. And whereas the Marvel movies have to have a certain thing, and I think the reason why Joss Whedon fits that in though so well is that guy comes out of TV, where you have dozens of voices in the writers' room yeah. and dozens of voices on every episode, and he sort of understands how that works. And I think I think that's part of it. I don't know. I mean, we'll wait and see. Obviously, maybe it'll be completely horrendous. I think the fact that. You know, aside from the money they would have lost by doing so, the fact that the entire cast stayed on yeah. is probably a sign there. I don't know. I'm very conflicted about it, how I feel about that. I don't know. I think we have to wait to actually. See I, I keep wondering how Joss Whedon must feel about this whole thing. I mean, it's like you know, here well, he you tweeted are. out a picture of him holding yeah, up a carnival. Yeah, I remember that photo. Yeah, but I mean, it's like you know, here you are. You're this guy who's been like you know knocked around by you know Ooh. the institutional mm-hmm. film and movie system for all of these years, mm-hmm. and then you know it's like finally you get your vindication. Everybody's like Joss Whedon is great, yay! Mm-hmm. And then all the Buffy fans come out and it's like, we like Joss before you guys, so mm. screw you guys. You're all just like, you know, mm. Johnny-come-lately posers now. Mm. And so now that he's got all of that vindication, all of a sudden there are like, you know, people who he probably likes mm. who are getting run out of their jobs because they're not Joss Whedon-y enough. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, how does that affect you? Where it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, it's like, I, I wanted recognition, but not at the expense that people are going to start losing their gigs because yeah. it's like, you're not Joss Whedon-y enough. Like, do yeah. you feel bad about that, or do you go, ha-ha, now you guys know how it is. Uh, Screw you. I think he's been around long enough yeah. to know what the game is and, and, that, and, and that, you know, he's going to be back and down, mm-hmm. down there soon enough. Yeah, sooner or later he'll get another TV show yeah. canceled and it'll be back to business as usual. Oh, yeah, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. But uh, we live in a good moment for that now. Um, and last two bits of news, very small ones. First up, uh, the... Uh, 1960s Batman Blu-ray has been dated for November, which is exciting. It's coming, and it's coming fast. The TV the series. Movie? Oh, the, the, the entire, entire TV, TV series, series okay. on Blu-ray. Right. They found the original 35mm negatives, so oh it's going to look beautiful. Yeah. And yeah, that's coming. Yeah, November is the game plan for that. Uh, they haven't announced the special Christmas. features or anything like that. Of course. I don't think that's an accident. And um, I think... Uh, yeah, I just am so excited for that on a variety of levels. Um, that's a fun, well, it's, super it's fun show. Batman, so I know, yeah. super great show. Um, I have a feeling the price point's going to be insane on that since it's yeah. the entire series and they made a fuck ton. But can only be described as a fuck ton of episodes. How many seasons was it? Three? It was only three. Yeah. But, but it we're was talking like, double. I think they're like 44 episode seasons because okay. they were those two-parters. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But anyway, that's coming. And the last little bit of news that will now work as a transitionary story into the video game news segment, because this is actually video game news that I found, uh, Batmite is going to be in Lego Batman 3. Batmite? Yep. Okay. Batmite. Traveler's Tales, like, just announced this themselves, or this was, picture, like, a released or something a pi- like Released that? a picture. Okay. Yep. It's Batmite. Yep. Woohoo. Um, I get it. Those games are so goofy, I think that fits. And also, they're heading into space now, which is the Silver Age, which is when Batmite why, came out. Why don't they just release, like, you know, Lego DC superheroes the way they release Lego Marvel superheroes? It's that's all I there? want. It's because that, that's what Lego Batman 2 was. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's like, you know, why, why don't you just call it, like, you know, Lego DC Superheroes or Lego Justice League or something? Instead of putting Batman's like, why, name Why does it have to be all just Batman? It wasn't like, you know, that was like the Captain America game because plus a whole bunch of other Marvel superheroes. Because Batman sells and the other DC characters don't sell as well. You uh, want to call it Martian Manhunter? Lego Martian Manhunter? Yeah, sure. Or, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. Lego the Atom game. That would be even better. You know, it's like, 
I agree. It should be. It, it, it should be Lego Red Justice Red Tornado. Yeah. It should definitely be Lego yeah. Justice League, but it's not. It's yeah. Lego Batman. Or, you know, but yeah. we all know it's Lego DC. Lego Zatanna. We're kidding ourselves yeah. to suggest otherwise. And I'd imagine that being in space, they might get some new god stuff in, too. Uh, yeah. They, they have little, to have, like, A little some, bit of dark side. Some, yeah. Some, Silly slap. Some new gods, yeah. Silly slapstick dark good, side. Yeah. Oh, Gotta boy. Gotta pay homage to Kirby. It's like, yep. Yeah. You, you need some Jack Kirby in there. Oh, yeah. I bet, the, I bet when you beat the game, it'll be dedicated to Kirby. Yeah. That seems It's just right. too bad that, you know, it's like DC doesn't have the equivalent of, like, some dude like Stan Lee that they can just stick in there for all of these numerous cameos over, like, every movie ever made. It's very true. Yeah. It's very true. Like but DC really kind of needs that mascot like that, but you know, like, I, well, they I don't ba- know who you'd stick in there. Like, just Neil, Batman. Neil Adams, Frank Miller. The, it doesn't work yeah. the same way. They, yeah. they yeah. Frank Miller. It's like instead of Excelsior, it's like yeah. screw you guys. Uh, Stanley, Stanley's special. There's yeah. only one Stanley. That is true. It's pretty amazing. All right, that's it for me. Video game news. Thank Come you, Phil. Hit me. Okay, video game news. Um, some sad news. Well, it is. The first thing that we'll get in our way is like, you know, remember it was either last week or the week before when I was asking, like, so how Murdered Soul Suspect was doing. And not well. Brendan kind of silently just gave a shake of his head, like, you know, not doing so hot. And it's like, well, he was totally right. Because <laughs> Airtight Games, the developers that made that, and Quantum Conundrum, and a few other games. I liked Quantum yeah, Conundrum, it, too. They, they're, they've shuttered their doors. It's it. They're just, they're gone. Yeah. And the only reason that anybody even knew was because when um, Airtight Games refused to answer any emails from anybody, some guy that you know happens to be living in you know Redmond, did someone Washington walk State, over there? Went over to the office and saw that the place was completely emptied out, and there was like a fire sale with all of the furniture and all. It was just like nothing, nobody there. Uh, so nobody even knows exactly. They even announced that they yeah, just decided what the shutdown was, or how quickly it happened, or where those guys went. It's so, gone. Yeah, that's a real bummer. I mean, in but at the same time, like that was a strange game to yeah. place the entire fate of your company on. Yeah, I mean, like that's the thing. The the airtight guys, they made. Like odd games, mm. Quantum Conundrum was also like yeah. it was, it was great weird though. Little, yeah, it was it's a like I, I really like that game. They had like you know John Delancey, you know AKA Q from Star Trek: The Next Generation. It worked though because they managed to find a little niche in the puzzle game that yeah. wasn't exactly Portal. It wasn't exactly that, Portal. A, people yeah. keep making Portal. This wasn't yeah Portal. I mean Quantum Conundrum was good. Those those guys actually you know had some quirky talent. It's just not mainstream enough to you know get the sales that yeah. they needed to keep going so a puzzle game that revolved around a cat so yeah airtight games is like yeah that they they are no more and that makes me sad because murdered soul suspect was actually a pretty unique game and even though it wasn't the greatest game in the world it tried doing some different things and i actually enjoyed my time with it a lot so. of companies get punished when they try and do different things yeah, like this that's right? that's actually true yeah most most of them get hit pretty hard when they try to experiment yeah so yeah that's sad to see um the good news, though, is that this week I finally saw a trailer for Dreamfall Chapters from Red Thread Games. So Dreamfall Chapters is the sequel to Dreamfall, which is the sequel to The Longest Journey, which is one of the greatest adventure games ever made. It's, okay. it's right up there with Grim Fandango and The Secret of Monkey Island and all of those other ones. It's not a LucasArts game. It was actually made by like the Norwegian company mm-hmm. Funcom, who now pretty much concentrate on MMOs. Um, but Ragnar Tornquist, the guy that created the series, like, he went off and he started his own studio called Red Thread Games. And somehow, when he went to Funcom and said, hey, can I just have the rights to just like, The Longest yeah. Journey so I can keep making these adventure games since you guys don't do it anymore? Funcom was like, sure, you can do that. So they, they just let him use, completely with permission, all that property because 
he and you know he created it while he was with Funcom, and they were like, "We're never going to do anything." That's with really it anyway. so you can have admirable yeah. of them. I was really, really quite impressed, and now That's the first trailer impressive. is out, and so it's like, yeah, I you know if you're a fan of adventure games, you guys should you know keep an eye out on this one because it's it's the longest journey, so it's it's going to be well written, it's going to be good. Everybody should be excited about that. You're very excited, aren't you? Yeah, sounds I'm, like it. Totally, totally giddy even. For this. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's it's a really nice mix of like science fiction and fantasy. I mean, the the way it works is that it's like this Blade Runner esque future, mm-hmm. and then and I'm talking about the first game now. And yep. then you've got this art student by the name of April Ryan, mm-hmm. who's just sort of like you know muddling her way through the world and trying to figure out her place in it. And then all of a sudden, it is revealed to her that there is actually like this completely separate uh, magical world where you know it's like dragons and all sorts of other mythical creatures exist and scientific world of earth and this you know magical world called arcadia are actually linked somehow and now that link is endangering both worlds yeah, and then she has to familiar i yeah. wonder if i ever played any of it and then she has to basically just you know find a way to save it and then it, it just gets you know like really really you know like moving and witty and funny and emotional and all kinds of other stuff cool. from there and we're finally going to get some closure on this because the second game ended on a cliffhanger, yeah. which really pissed Wait, me off. So how long have you been waiting? Since 2006. That's oh. a long time. So, yeah, it's like eight years, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Eight, eight years that I've been waiting for this sequel, and now it's finally happening. So I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. I'm finally going to be getting the closure. Hopefully your sequel goes better than when yep. I was waiting for Silent Hill 2. Yep. On. And, and there's a chance that it might end up on the PS4. So you know, it's like I, you, I really hope that happens. You didn't, Even like, better? you didn't like Silent Hill 2? No, the movie. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Relations? Uh, still haven't seen it. Don't. <laughs> don't. I still no, haven't seen the second Silent Hill movie. Well, or, or watch the first half of it. Okay. Yeah. And when they get to the hotel, just stop. Okay. I might do that. Even that, I'd, I'd warn right. you against it. Okay. No, the first, the first bit wasn't horrible. It's when they actually try and get to Silent Hill. I, I got to ride yeah. on the Silent Hill merry-go-round. When yeah, and Wayne got here, to go. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You should have snuck out a Robbie. I was, I was on the merry-go-round. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was a big disappointment. That's yeah. a huge disappointment. Mm-hmm. They'll never make another one, right? Um, I think it's safe to say no. See? Yeah. yeah, unless the games suddenly get hugely popular again, and that's not impossible. It's not impossible, but not they've, impossible, they've but not got probable. to turn it over to the original Japanese yeah. team again. Yeah. That's what's got to happen, because yeah, yeah, right yeah, now yeah. it's like all of these other guys taking a shot at Silent Hill, and they're I kind of the people on that, the mark, but they never hit the target. Once so. again, I thought the people that did Shattered Memories did an amazing job. Yeah. The problem amazing, was that was amazing, what? Amazing, amazing, From PS2 to Wii? It was a Wii exclusive, yes. I think it was on PS2 before that? It came out on the PS2 yeah. after. Um, was it after? Yep. Yeah. yeah, it was one of those, like, that during that early early era of the PS3 when they got the PS2 <laughs> Just games Just a going. weird yeah. mix of, yeah. yeah kind of like where yeah. we're at right now. Exactly. Yeah. PS3 yes. to PS4 games. So. Exactly. And I believe they put it out on PSP as well. Um, but don't quote me on right? that. Yeah, okay, they then did. they did. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was made and designed for Wii. I never played the PS2. To be honest with you, I don't think it would translate very well because so much of it was motion dependent. I picked up the Wii one. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Did you play it? Yeah. Not yet. No. What the hell are you doing? Uh, well, I needed. It's a long story. I needed a beanbag chair. I finally found one, so I'll play. You needed a beanbag chair to play. I don't game. play games anymore because I had to sit on the cold, hard floor oh, to what? see my television. Oh. So now I have beanbag chair. Oh, okay. So that now makes I'll sense play again. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. 
perfect. Ergonomics is actually a legitimate excuse. Yeah, that, yeah. that makes my, perfect my, sense. My wife actually has like some lower back problems. So yeah, see, I have like I knee and ankle and back yeah. problems. So they sit uh, on the floor for more than so, a few yeah, minutes. I, I do just... know that you know some people can actually damage themselves. Yeah, they, no, that makes perfect yeah. sense then. But still, money. Old Phil, sh- I can't sh- sit on the floor like play, I used play to. Play the shit about that. Play the shit out of that so we can. Oh, I've been so busy with Mario Kart, taking up all my time. Take a break. It's hard to take. It's addicting for yeah. some reason. I don't even know why. I get so angry at that game. But, that I okay, can't see, stop but playing. Your, your attitude is starting to turn. Okay, yeah. we'll talk about this later. But you can at least yes. you can at least play Silent Hill uh, on the Wii U, so you don't have to change systems. It's true. Yeah, so that's something, right? That's something right there. Besides, don't give up Mario Kart entirely because I'm going to take the system. Oh, you can take it today. Oh, you know it. Yes. Um, but anyway, that's not podcast material. Yeah. What mm-hmm. else do we have for news? Okay, what the other thing that we have for news is um, uh, another 180, but this time not from Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the International Esports Federation, there was um, yeah, a bit of a controversy very recently when it was announced that um, a Finnish Hearth, uh, Hearthstone tournament, they said that um, females oh, would be God. barred from competition. Okay. They just weren't allowed oh, to compete right. in that. What the hell? Um and the reason that they did that was because... How is uh, that not a giant step backward okay, so in equal opportunity rights here? Yes, so their excuse for that was because, you know, it's like they were trying to conform to um, the uh, International Esports Federation regulations, which themselves are trying to be like legitimate sports. And by oh, legitimate sports... This is going to be a W eSports League soon? Is that what we're trying to get? Is so, that what so we're moving basically towards? they were like, you know, it's like, well, in legitimate sports, like, you know, basketball and all those other things, it's like you've got men's women teams have their own you've got league. women's teams. So we're just doing the exact same thing. It's like the Hearthstone tournament, that was for guys. So, you know, it's like we will have another tournament and that one is for girls It's going to be Cooking Mama, isn't it? See, so... What ended up happening, though, is that there was a gigantic kerfuffle over this. A lot of people screaming. I believe um, Blizzard even actually stepped in. Well, how do you do that and, to, like... Yeah, Blizzard was like, hey, guys, not cool, not cool. And they were like, it's not our fault. It's the International Esports Federation that's making us do this. So Blizzard turned their Sauron-like gaze to the International Esports Federation and said to those guys, hey, guys, not cool, not cool. And now it looks like... Um, the, that Hearthstone tournament, they're repealing it and they're saying, yes, oh, all right, girls can come in. See, like, but don't blame us if, you know, like, this hurts the chances for esports becoming legitimate because we were just imitating what's happening in regular sports. And that's the way it is in regular sports. There's a huge difference between actual physical sports and <laughs> esports. This is the basic argument. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's like, yeah, to, to which, you know, it's like the International Esports Federation, you know, it's like they shot back with, well, tell that to the chess guys, because even they have men's chess and women's chess. And that's not a physical sport either. Um, and I was like, well, okay, I guess that means that chess is also pretty outdated then. But, chess is really outdated. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that was actually one of their defenses was like, hey, 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 same thing in chess, same thing in chess, and we don't see anybody picketing those guys, which is true. You but don't the thing see anybody is, picketing Sally, those do guys. they have, is there enough female pro players to create a female league? That's the thing is, I don't think there's yeah. probably enough. I don't know. That's ridiculous. But, I mean, it has been repealed anyway, and they're saying, oh, all right, you know, it's like, ladies, y'all can come in now, so... <laughs> But, you know, not with a southern accent. Um, it's just stupid. Because somebody with a southern accent would probably never say that. No. You might. Okay. Come on, ladies. Y'all can come well, in. Uh, I suppose well, talk about well, the It bar. depends on the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe they're referring to their sheep as ladies. Yeah. Not impossible. That's true. It's not impossible. Well, they're letting them in to clean. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
they have a cow barn, something like that. Mm. That's ridiculous. Y'all can come in. Yeah, that's super stupid. Yeah. That's almost as offensive as Mel's racism. Yeah, almost. but you know, yeah, but they they repealed it, and they're saying it's like it's okay, it's okay, girls can come back in because yeah, it's just everybody started screaming about that. Um, so. I and, hope um, I hope a female team just yeah. wins something huge. Okay. Just yeah, yeah, me too. And speaking of screaming, there was also more screaming with um, BioWare this week oh, over happened? the dumbest thing. What happened? Uh, it wasn't even a press announcement, but people treated it like a press release. David Gator, who is like you know one of the head writers for BioWare and is you know writing um, the new Dragon Age game, he said that um, he was particularly pleased with the fact that he got finally a chance to. Um, create an openly gay character for Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh-huh. And so he was like, you know, yeah, you know, it's like we've we've had gay characters before, we've had fully gay characters before, but this was my first and you know, it's like I'm making a blog post about it, so I think that that's kind of cool. I think it's cool to do he's, this. He's right. gay himself, so he was like, you know, it, it was nice to be able to do this, but for whatever reason, some people treated this as a press release and they were like, why are you announcing this to the world like this? And then, you know, it's like other websites picked it up and ran with it and it got blown out of proportion and the homophobic happy. community came in and said like, why do you guys always have to make a big deal? a lot of things being gay why are you ramming this down my throat it's like and yeah so a lot of people got angry over the fact that you know this guy happened to mention I wrote a gay character and everybody is like why are you ramming gay characters down my throat and of course was it his Gator, own personal blog too it, it was on the Bioware you know, but he's blog, just so yeah but oh. yeah it was not a press release where Bioware itself said here's an openly gay character you know alright kids that's ridiculous I'll see you in San Francisco it's like no it wasn't anything like that but people got angry anyway uh. So that did happen, you know. It's like it, it was. A, it was an innocent remark with a writer just saying, "I've written my first openly gay character, and I think that's cool." And people got angry, and just said, "Why? Stop Why talking about so it!" Angry. <laughs> just stop talking about so it. So irritating. People so waste energy on irritating. this stupidest thing. Mm-hmm. Like, who cares? Yeah. Just let it go. And then you know, it's like there there were the inevitable arguments on Twitter and stuff like that where he had to defend himself. And you know, it's like that was where he was coming out saying, "It's like, no, no, guys, it's not like I'm saying that this is Bioware's first gay character." And then he cited all the other gay characters. And then because Poor he did guy. that, he's just people, happy to be doing yeah. something. And then because <laughs> and because he mentioned all the other gay elements in other games, once again, people were like, "Stop talking about gay! Oh my god, why are you trying to force it?" To, you know, it's like, "Why? Stop it! Stop it! Stop talking about gay!" Stop and following just, me on Twitter. Yeah. Ugh. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. Ridiculous. Wow. But, uh, yeah, that's that's the internet reaction. Yeah, and that's the like, internet. And, and the internet will overreact. It's good for some things, so. horrible for yeah. other things. Uh-huh. That was one of the horrible things. Yeah, yeah. That, that is one of the horrible <laughs> things. Getting the women so. back in the esports is one of the good things. Yeah. So that's, that's uh, yeah, actually, that was like, you know, a fair amount of, like, you know, weird gamer stuff that yeah. was going on this it week. Yeah, pretty active that's week social, for strange cultural gamer Yeah, cu- stuff. cultural, gender, yeah, all, all sorts of weird things going on there. Mm-hmm. All right, Phil. Yeah. Did you see a movie this week? I saw a couple of movies oh, this a couple week. Of I did okay. indeed. Uh, okay, so first up uh, is Earth to Echo. I'm actually kind of excited. I didn't even know this was a thing because, as I've said before, I do not watch trailers. They mm-hmm. ruin movies. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I never know what the hell is out. Well, the trailer for this was incredibly vague. So I didn't know what, what I was okay. going to, what to expect when I sat down either. But. Reading your review, I'm actually kind of excited. Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Um, as I mean, like the um, the single line description, best single line description of it is, it's essentially an Amblin movie done as a fan footage movie. Um, it's about a group of, uh, you know, uh, 
lightly uh, a bunch of kids in sort of lightly broken homes. There's some dysfunction, but nothing too uh, devastating. Um, and who pleasantly dysfunctional? Yeah, pleasantly dysfunctional. Very ple- so what is pleasantly dysfunctional? It means that you know they have arguments with their parents. One kid is adopted and has abandonment issues, but ultimately they're loved. They're not like deeply abused. Like like you know like, like, Elliot, like Elliot's mom, you like know, Elliot, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the Goonies. Child, it's, yeah. it's, it's so it's Just so that checking. yeah, it keeps the, the, the Goonie parents weren't actually all that dysfunctional though, were they? I mean, they were a little bit. And Corey Feldman kept referring to dark situations with his parents. Okay, all right, he, he did. Um, I mean, you never actually saw his parents, but yeah. Yeah. My favorite for that was uh, Did you ever see Explorers? Yes, the I did. One? Yeah, that has the best I like. I like that. that movie. My wife was like, I don't understand why you like this yeah. movie. <laughs> no, it's it's excellent until it doesn't end. Then that's a problem. Yeah. Um, and that was just because Joe Dante, that was a rough cut. And they were like, we're putting it out. And he was like, but we didn't do the ending. And they were like, we're putting it out. And uh, he's <laughs> never been able to do the happened? ending. Okay. That's why it just sort of stops at okay. a certain point. Yeah, it's really frustrating. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's about a group of uh, lightly dysfunctional kids as I said, who uh, grew up in the suburbs and uh, there's a, they're all, it's, it's specifically about three who are best friends. Okay, this is contemporary, right? Yes. This isn't set in like yeah, 1995. Yeah, no, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. well it's a found footage movie. It's okay. not, yeah, it's not like Super 8 where it's set in that okay. period. This right. is contemporary, no. yes. I did see a smartphone, I think one of the others. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and they're filming them on GoPro cameras and everything. So anyway. Um, These are some pretty well-to-do dysfunctional suburban kids then, if they're using well, like prosumer lot, equipment. It's, like, it, it's a lot pretty of kids cheap today, now. Yeah. yeah. Would be I well feel like there. Yeah, I feel like if the family had a family camcorder now, it would be an HD. Yeah. yeah. A GoPro. How expensive is it really to get a GoPro to like put on your bike? Three hundred million bucks. Yeah, it? that's totally yeah. like. Okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, there's uh, land developers are destroying their suburban neighborhood, so every, everyone's got to move away. And oh, no. I know, so they're they're they have their last night big night co- together coming up. They've decided to document it, and uh, in oh, so this this is their night. Yes. And this is their time. Exactly. And let's make the most of it. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. It's one of those. Um, And then... on top of that, like the day before, everyone's phones gets all screwed up, and, and people from the land developers try to replace their phones, but the kids keep theirs, and they figure out that it's some sort of bizarre radar situation. So they decide, as they're spending their last night together filming and doing this, they ride their bikes out to where the radar is going off. Bikes, totally. Yep, there you go, BMX bikes. And they eventually find uh, this little adorable robot that looks sort of half like halfway between the owl robot in Clash of the Titans and one of the cutie pie robots in Batteries Not Included. And this robot becomes their, like, best friend in the world. And they sort of help the robot out to find the bits and pieces necessary for him to rebuild his spacecraft. So it's, yeah, like I was saying, it's like the emotional arc of E.T., the characters from Explorers, and the uh, cute alien so robot from really Batters Not Included. the only thing it's missing is Ronald Reagan as president. And Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Perfect it's a very, movie. yeah, it's a very intense ambulance homage, like, not unlike uh, Super 8 was, or Monster House. I don't know if either of you guys saw Monster oh, House. Oh, Monster House is amazing. It's a good time, I isn't really it? I like Monster yeah, House. It's a really good time. So it's very much a throwback like those. This is sort of like the first generation of kids that grew up on that, finally becoming filmmakers and able to make their own version. Uh, this is the most recent one. It has the found footage angle to it, which at times can be gimmicky, but actually I didn't mind. And it also seems strange to me that this is the first fan footage movie made by kids in quotation marks simply because they're filming themselves more than anyone these days so that only makes sense Um, so uh, yeah so um, it's I found it incredibly charming I found it very fun very fast moving came together the the effects it had the same deal as Chronicle where the digital effects I don't know something about doing an offense footage movie makes it makes them kind of slightly more 
interesting and believable. It feels like you're seeing uh, an alien in reality as well, opposed when, to alien in a movie. Well, when you're doing found footage, you can afford to make the cinematography sloppier. Yeah, you exactly. You kind of have to. Yeah, exactly. And when you make the cinematography sloppier, that makes it easier a lot to easier. The exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's got that going for it. Um, it's not perfect by any means. Like some of the dialogue between the kids is very stilted for sure um some of the storytelling is a little bit sloppy um it's a little too corny at times but ultimately well too corny by whose standards i mean like you know by 1983 standards is it too corny uh eh, on on on, about on par i suppose um but at the same time um I, yeah, I was really charmed by it. It really reminded me of those movies in a pleasant way. It felt like an homage rather than a knockoff. And um, it was just kind of refreshing to see that kind of film done for kids now because they yeah. don't really get that anymore. Granted, they get all the yeah. superhero movies that we desperately wanted growing up, so they're doing just fine in the movie department. But you don't really see this kind of like non-prepackaged um, uh, family adventure film for kids. Um, and, uh, yeah, I... I if you like Amblin type movies, I really highly recommend it. I think they did an excellent job with it. Um, Will it actually leave kids with that same sense of wonderment that we had when we watched movies at that age? I sincerely or are hope they so. Jaded? I sincerely hope and so. They'll just go, ah, oh, the Avengers was better. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, they're going to say the Avengers was better, and they're right. But um, I do, I do think, yeah, no, I do think it'll give them that kind of warm feeling because, like all the Amblin movies, it it sort of gives you. The emotional movie of a, uh, emotional journey of a Disney movie, but in a more grounded how, how setting. How are the? Um, I'm I'm curious about this because I've yeah. actually been wondering about this for a while now. How are the suburban homes portrayed in terms of like economic status? Oh, um, they range. Uh, the main character um, seem they seem upper middle class. Okay. Uh, they're it's actually an African American family, so okay. they're they're the most well off. Okay. Uh, the adopted kid, he is. They're sort of. Lower middle class. Okay. They're a little bit, little bit poorer. I, I was just wondering about walls. this because, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I've been noticing in movies like, especially like you know, the Transformer films, yeah, yeah, where you know it's like this is supposed to be like you know the portrayal of like typical Americana. But, and they have a fountain. But the, yeah, the, the Transformers movie, you go yeah, into that guy's yeah, yeah. house and it's just like grossly unrealistic. Like yeah. Michael Bay has absolutely no idea how the average American of course. lives. Of course. Versus something like ET, where you see Elliot's house and it's like that could be a real house yeah, with yeah, real yeah. people living in it. And yeah. The closest that I've seen to a realistic portrayal of you know Middle America homes yeah. since then has again been like Super Eight, where yeah. Yeah. Abrams made sure that those you know kids' homes and bedrooms actually look like people on a budget yeah. who couldn't afford to buy like every damn thing that came out every month. Yeah, so, I know what you mean. Part so, of it is just the nature of um, <clears throat> product placement these days. Yeah. So like normally, where it used to be that you just sort of design a house based on wanting to look more realistic, now you design it based on who will give you free stuff. Yeah. Um, and that just is the nature of the film being made. A lot of independent films are far more realistic in that way. Okay. Um, and even just movies not by Michael Bay mm-hmm. are a lot better. All right. um, certainly Adam Sandler movies are another problem in this regard. Um, but that's because that guy has no sense of reality anymore Um, so it varies up and down I don't think it's like intense problem but I know exactly what you mean and this is a much better version of that this feels very feels much more naturalistic so anyway yeah it was a pleasant surprise definitely check it out just with reasonable expectations I went in expecting nothing that's probably one of the reasons why I enjoyed it so much so hopefully I didn't oversell it but do definitely take a looky see Uh, next movie coming out this week um, is Deliver Us from Evil, the uh, latest movie by Scott Derrickson, who made Sinister and made The Exorcism of Emily Rose and is going to make uh, Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. And it sucks. 
Um, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a build-up like that. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> it's not the... horrible. I think, right. I think Derrickson's one of the more interesting, like, very mainstream horror directors. Like, he makes... He makes populist movies. So okay. this was actually horror, or is it kind of light yeah, horror? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, why don't I get into the story before I get into analyzing right. it? So the story is about two cops, one played by Eric Bana, who, oh, okay. one played by Joel, Joel McHale. Uh, oh, God. Joel, yeah. Oh. Joel McHale's <laughs> okay. character is defined entirely by the fact that he wears a backwards baseball cap. Oh, God. So he's the wacky one. And uh, Eric Bana, on the other hand, has a kind of preternatural uh, ability to sense where the crimes are going to be. So they're a good team. And uh, then oh, one, yeah, one night, they have a particularly bad night where two, uh, they have one domestic abuse case where the uh, abusive father seems oddly powerful. And then they go to a zoo where a mother threw her toddler to, into a lion pit and started speaking in tongues. And they, found video, and they found video of a creepy guy in a hoodie there who seemed to set it all up, make it happen. Turns out demon possession is involved. And it becomes, you don't say. Yeah, and it becomes uh, vaguely Christian, like much like how Derrickson made. I found uh, like a incredibly strong Christian movie in Exorcism of Emily Rose, even by Exorcism movie standards, extraordinarily Christian. So there's a lot of Catholic guilt running through that guy's movies. It's all over this. Um, That's okay for like you know demon possession films. Yeah, I mean, it's like, kind of yeah. a genre staple. Yeah, it's, but it's pretty appropriate. It's very much there. Um, there are uh, there's some there's some good scares, some good performances. There's some really stupid plot twists. One of the uh, signs of the demon uh, is that uh, people keep saying and writing down lyrics from the Doors, um, which is irritating. And you hear a lot of Doors, um, which is not creepy music at all. And then um, yeah, it ends up being. Um, and then eventually sort of connects with a collection of uh, rock don't veterans. don't tell me that one of the most horrific moments is a company to, like, come on, baby, light my fire. Cause no, 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 no. Because right, no. that, that's, like, no, it's more set up. fail right there. It's more set up. When they get into okay. the actual, like, horror stuff, they don't do that much. Right. Now, uh, Derrickson's really, really good at oppressive atmosphere. That's sort of what the main strength of Sinister was. You always felt like something was going to go wrong at any time. Uh, that's retained here. It's stylistically pretty good. It looks really nice. Um... When you get to the inevitable exorcism climax, I found that that was quite effectively done. But ultimately, it's just really clumsily written, really stupid, really wooden, um, and just 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 kind of cheesy. It's not a failure, but it's not good, um, and it's certainly a step down from Derrickson from Sinister, which I thought was really strong. Mm. Um, but at the same time, it sort of was the biggest scale movie he's done show that he can sort of handle action scenes and probably in several ways helped him get his Doctor Strange job. Um, so, yeah, not great. If you're desperate for a horror movie, it is one. So there's that. Okay. Um, but uh, I, I was does, disappointed. Does this spell trouble for, like, the Doctor Strange movie? No, absolutely not. Are they going to look at it and go, it's like, could you could you include, like, a young girl in there and make her a bit of a vampire hunter? No, ab- ab- it's absolutely. Like, it's like, oh, oh and you, you need, like, an older guy in there. We'll call him Giles. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Could you change your name to Joss Whedon? And, uh, yeah. no, actually, you know what? You're just fired for not being Joss yeah, Whedon. No, we've, we've had too much so, coffee talk on okay. this podcast already. I'm going right. to a, I'm gonna have to put a cap on that for this right. week. Next week, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Uh, no, I, I I wouldn't view it that way. Um, I think that there the problems in this are are have nothing are are not entirely his fault. This guy also made the day that Earth stood still remake. So uh, yeah, his uh, uh, his slate is not uh, is not like one hundred percent clean. Yeah, but um, I find that all his movies at least look really good. Um, have one or two really good sequences in them. Mm-hmm. Have a great tone, and when he can put it all together, 
Uh, they can be quite good. Sinister is really good. I just back me up on Sinister. I like. I really enjoyed Sinister. Yeah, Sinister solid. Oh no, the day there is still. I'm not going to get behind. Yeah, I, no, I couldn't get around. Not. Yeah, I couldn't get around Keanu in that movie. No, it's a horrible. Just, like no, no. It, it's just, a horrible movie, but it did look cool. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it looked good. Yeah. So, so um, no, I, I think it'll be fine. And you know, the Marvel thing, it's such a machine. Like he, he won't be writing the script. There will be a script provided to him that mm-hmm. he will then. You know, oh, okay. add notes By to, Josh right? Yeah. yeah, and also, um, yeah, well, he's the executive producer. He's sort of in charge yeah. of all those scripts. So, um, so he's like the showrunner, basically, mm-hmm. at this point. So, um, so yeah, uh, that doesn't worry that m- me that much. In fact, if anything, it's encouraging just because this showed just how good he is at dark atmosphere, and I like the idea of them going after a horror guy for Doctor Strange. I think there's a lot of really creepy potential there, mm-hmm. untapped. It would bring a new tone to the series. Yeah, but does Disney want that tone since they want everything sure. to be funny? For sure. Okay. For sure. Why else would they hire a horror guy to do it? Maybe they've changed their mind since then. Well, we'll no, no. I mean, like, I don't think... The Edgar Wright thing was a bummer. Mm-hmm. I think it's a mistake at this point to be like, Marvel's done. They're going to screw everything up. I think, I think they are. I think it's too early for that. Pretty sure that this, this is a sign. Their record like continues to be flawless. <laughs> yeah, like I, 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 no, I think it's, I think it's too early for that yet. But um, I, no, I think they definitely want him to do that. Um, I do think because I mean, even if you look at Iron Man three, as far mm-hmm. as PG, as far as like PG action movies go, it's pretty violent. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I'm sure. I, I think that that's there's no doubt in my mind. That's why they have him. I mean, it'll be PG creepiness. And you know, Doctor Strange is never going to be full. It's not Swamp Thing, like you know. Yeah. It's gonna, but I, I like the idea that he's in there now. For me, all it comes down to the thing is, you can get a lot away with a lot of creepiness in a PG exactly. thirteen movie. Incredible yeah, amount of creepiness, for sure. Like all those grudge movies in the ring. Yeah, and everything. you can get away with a lot of atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. and atmosphere yeah. is his big skill. Because yeah. even Sinister, which is R-rated, is not like super R-rated. And even this one, again, our Deliver Us from Evil, again R-rated. It's not like I w- like I wasn't going to puke at any time. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it was, it's pretty tasteful. So. Yeah, so anyway, uh, yeah, Delivers from Evil, uh, not great, but not, like, a disaster. All right. End of review. Thank you, Phil. So if you're you're desperate for a new horror movie, here it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're really desperate, it is a horror movie. For sure, and it's but there are also tons of other yeah, horror movies exactly. and that you could just go back and exactly, watch. Exactly, it is at least competently made. I'll give it that. Actually, instead of uh, other than playing Mario Kart, I watched Sacrament. Wasn't Ooh, really good. Huh? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's uh, it's very obviously Jonestown without being Jonestown. Yeah, it's pretty well B for B Jonestown. It is incredibly B. And I just enjoyed. I'd never seen anyone do that movie, and I'm glad. Yeah, it took a while, right? To kind of touch on that. I mean, there've been a lot of amazing documentaries, but I never seen anyone that actually did the Jonestown story. I thought they did an incredible job. They did do like the Kool Aid stuff was like really incredibly upsetting, and the guy that got to play. Whoever Jim the Jones, leader, yeah, yeah, the Jim Jones guy. He was he was amazing. amazing. Yeah, that no, yeah. was really good. Another Ty West hit. That, that's uh, if you're looking for a somewhat horror movie, go watch that. Yeah, I mean, like I'd say it, it's horror for lack of any other genre to classify it as. Yeah, right. It's like it's deeply it's not, disturbing. Yeah, it's, it's, but not it's not paranormal like horror, and it's not going to jump out and scare you horror. No. But it's it's horror. It's deeply, especially the whole yeah. mom daughter thing. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, horror. Yeah, it's pretty upsetting for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Because that one got a really mixed reception in a way that surprised me. And it's pretty well all came down to people just be like, it's tasteless to make a movie about Jonestown. They make which movies I'm about like, everything well, exactly. else. Exactly. It was a long goddamn time ago. Yeah. And they make movies about Dahmer and Bundy. Yeah. And how is it tasteless to do Jane, like Jonestown? It's just letting people that don't actually watch horror movies review horror movies. It's always bad. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, Phil, have you been playing anything this week? Sure. Oh, really? what have you Ray been playing? Transformers. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right, okay. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, okay, so what I will say about, um, and let me get the title up here, because it's so memorable that it's slipping my Rise mind, so I actually spark? wrote it down. Yep, that's it. Rise of the Dark Spark. I'm not. I played the game. I don't know what it means. So, we went so to fall, okay. fall of Cybertron to yeah. Rise of the Dark Spark. Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, what I will say is that I think it's a uh, very accurate representation of the Michael Bay movies. Is that it's big, dumb, loud, stupid, meaningless, too long, boring, and doesn't offer anything enjoyable. Except That's for multiplayer, which is okay. kind of okay. Right. Um, so, uh, basically, there is a story. Like, there were cutscenes. People were talking. I have no idea what happened. It involved time travel, I think. Oh, God. Um, yeah. It, uh, yeah, the guy who does Optimus Prime's voice, he was there. Peter Collins. Yeah, yep. so that was nice. Yep. Um, like, the, first, nice the first time he spoke, I was like, oh, hey, Optimus Prime. That wore off very quickly. All the other voices were garbage. Um, uh, you blow stuff up a lot, for sure. Uh, there's 14 missions in the story mode. Um, about uh, the, For the first chunk, you flip-flop between being Autobots and Decepticons. At a certain point, you don't anymore. Why? I have no idea. Maybe it was too expensive. Um, but you know what? doesn't matter, because they're all the Transformers from the Michael Bay movie, so you can't tell them apart anyway. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. No, no completely indistinguishable. Um, there, are, You get a bunch of guns, ranging machine guns, shotguns, uh, laser guns. You get slime guns for some reason. Not sure how slime hurts Transformer, but you can use those. Bunch of stuff. Um, blow stuff up. Um, unfortunately, all the enemies, they either uh, have unfairly overpowerful weapons, until obviously you level up enough, and, or they just dodge in irritating ways. And okay. that's it. They've got one or two moves. Um, the way all the levels break down is you go into a room, there are the Transformer you don't like, you blow all of them up, then you go to the next room, where guess what? More Transformers, Transformers. to blow. Okay. You can transform, as promised. Mm-hmm. The first time you do it, you're like, ooh, transforming. Then you realize if you turn into a car, it doesn't handle for shit and sucks. And if you turn into a plane, that flies a bit better, but there's no radar. So you're flying around endlessly trying to find that one goddamn villain that you can't find in the room. And you just want to blow him up so you can finish this thing because you don't want to play it anymore because it sucks. Um, You can turn into a Dinobot at one point. Whatever. I mean, it's a T-Rex, robot T-Rex. I guess that's kind of cool. So Grimlock um, is in there and you play Grimlock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, and then, like I said, there is a story, I think. Um, but I couldn't follow it and it was stupid. So when you're done that, um, you can do multiplayer. That's a little bit better. It's like uh, co-op with up to four people and you basically just go into a series level. I think there were ten. I forget. I'm blanking on the exact number okay. that there are. Um, and you go in uh, local co-op and it's just basically f- destroying waves of Autobots. Uh, sorry, Decepticons, but okay. you're an Autobot. Uh, you can various weapons. I think I believe the Dinobot was in there. Was there no competitive multiplayer? No. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. No. So this this is like a totally different game from like past Transformer games. Yeah, I looked things up. It looked and yeah. it looked as though other ones were a little bit more polished. The, than this the one competitive was. multiplayer in the past Transformers games was actually really good. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, that's not here this time. Okay, yeah. It's just co-op. And um, the transforming worked so well in competitive multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I messed around with that and it was just like somebody's taking a shot at you and you just transform into a car or a jet and you drive out of the way and you're like I understand why transforming is useful. <laughs> it makes complete sense in competitive to multiplayer it's like yes yes you know it's like transformers is not a dumb concept yeah it's like it's it's great yeah now unfortunately in this it's basically you transform when you have to okay because that's what the level demands all right otherwise you're just going Man, to want to be really, a robot really with guns bad, then, yeah. yeah it's a bummer i mean um like i was playing a ps3 version there are there is a ps4 and an xbox one i don't know what that looks like this mm-hmm. one 
I'm, for a late generation PS3 game and a license title, like it did, it looked fine. Yeah. It had a very loud. I mean, it's it's no it, Tomb Raider definitive edition. No, certainly not. But it didn't wasn't incompetent. Okay. Um, the sound was loud, um, and uh, yeah, it just <laughs> yeah, it just it was it was dumb and dull and repetitive and had really nothing much to it. But it's based on the Michael Bay Transformers movies. So and what so else I, were you expecting? So I suppose it's an accurate translation. Yeah. And I guess that's something. That's unfortunate. But I can't recommend it. Okay. Because it sucks. Yeah, because the, the previous two games were not based on the Michael Bay movies at all. Oh, really? No. The, the past two games were actually kind of just... Um, they were sort of doing their own storyline, which yeah. was more or less heavily based on like mostly the cartoon and bits and pieces from the comic book. Oh yeah, and but the was, design was still based on the Michael Bay movies, weren't they? For the first two games, no. Oh really? Nope. They even looked like the old school. Yeah, they 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 looked a lot closer to the original old school comic book and um, cartoon Damn. Transformers than they did the uh, Michael well, Bay I should, stuff. I wish I'd gotten to play those. Yeah. I think we've, sounds I, way better. I think we've, I think we've actually okay. still got them around in the office. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, those games actually just explained the whole Cybertron war between the Decepticons and the Autobots. Oh, really? And it went through all of that and how the Autobots got driven from Cybertron, blah, blah, blah. So it was basically just a lot of backstory for Transformers right. going, this is how the great Cybertron war that you read about or heard about on TV, this is how it actually went down. Oh, cool. So for guys that got a chance to play those games, it was like... This is pretty cool. Yeah, I have no clue what was going on with this. I know the villain was like the alien thing from the new Transformers movie. Okay, yeah. So So I guess this this has absolutely no relation. Somehow connected. Yeah, because yeah, the the bummer. Yeah, that 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 really is too bad because the the first two Transformers video games were actually connected to each other. Yeah, you know, the second storyline actually carried on from the first and. It all made sense in that wacky Transformers comic book way right. where you shouldn't really think about it too hard. Yeah, this might carry over. I have no clue. Okay. No clue. But yeah, it sucked. Don't do it. All right. Yeah. yeah it, it really does sound like it's just a complete departure from the last two games. So I mean, it's like if it doesn't even have competitive multiplayer, and that was like the highlight no, it didn't. of the last two games. I was bummed out. Yeah. I mean, the co-op was fun. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. That was easily the best part, but still stupid. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Wayne. Thank you, Phil. No Sorry problem. that you had to watch a bad Transformers movie and play a bad Transformers movie. It's fine. It'll be at least two years before I have to do that again. All That's right. True. Yeah. Hopefully. Wayne, have you and I wanted to like both. I want to make that perfectly clear. I didn't you go wanted into, to, didn't you? I didn't go into either of these planning, hoping to hate them. I really wanted to enjoy them. Maybe if you'd gone in hoping suck. to hate them, you actually would have enjoyed them. Yeah, yeah, it could be. If we have the old PS3 Transformers games around here, maybe you should just take those home. I need a break from Transformers, <laughs> but I would like to <laughs> yeah. play them at some point, He's certainly. He's going to play Mario Kart. Okay. Yeah, that's Back happening. Off, that's happening. <laughs> Brendan's pulling them out. <laughs> no, I, I mean, that does look better already, but I just, I can't. I can't. I need a break. I need to not think His about heart Transformers. Needs to repair I need at itself, least right? a week before I can get okay. back into Transformers. All right. But I will. It's going to happen. Thank you, Phil. No problem. Wayne, have you been playing anything? Um, only old stuff. Because I haven't actually had anything to review well, and there like, weren't really any new games that came out. So it was. Pick most, an old thing. Most Mostly, I've just been like. Um, you get one old thing. I, I've been obsessively trying to 100% Lego Hobbit <laughs> with my wife. That's it. We just oh. we play that game. That's what we do. It's, it's like, fun with two people, yeah, isn't at, it? At night, we just we load it up and we just go through the story missions, or we just you know it's like go through the open world. I I did walk. You walked. How long? I did it walked take? from. Oh god, that was about like uh, twenty minutes, half hour, or something. Oh really? Like that. I well, okay. I cheated. I did not walk. I went on a mount. 
It was uh, on a horse. Um, yeah, that doesn't count I, I at was, all. I was on a horse. So. That still took 20 minutes, half an hour? So, so yeah, it probably would take an hour to walk across. Yeah, I guess so. That's yeah. what I thought, and that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And from, from world design. But yeah, I, I didn't actually, like, you know, just use the eagle to go from one point to the next. I was actually curious about that, so I, I got on a horse and I started in uh, the Shire and went all the way out. Very nice. Lego Hobbit is the one Lego game I actually haven't played. Okay. It's a good time. Why is that? I don't like Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit. Oh, well, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just... It's pretty faithful. Yeah. No interest whatsoever. No, my wife was actually like, you know, this redeems the movie because she's not liking the Hobbit movies at all because no. she's like, why is this three movies? This is ridiculous. Yeah, that's what everyone yeah. said. So she's playing the money. game. Charlene, money. Yeah, so, so my wife is playing the game and she's just like, okay, this, this is like a much better experience than those movies were mm. because, you know, it's like at least, you know, it's like now stuff is happening mm. as opposed to like everybody just walking around and being chased by spiders for no apparent reason. <sighs> so irritating. So. So you're enjoying that? But the, well, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, I, I got the platinum for Lego Marvel Super Heroes, and then you was like, saw this game sitting around. It's like, ah, why not? Let's let's do it again. For this I'll, uh, I'll let you borrow Lego Indie and all the other Lego titles. There's all Lego right. Pirates of the Caribbean, Lego Indie. Oh, yeah, but that stuff others. is on, like, the PS3, isn't it? So I, I, <laughs> you have to go back. I'd have to drag out the PS3 and start playing. Oh, you don't even have it hooked up anymore? I, I do. It's just in the other room, and oh, like, yeah. I got, like, you know... You have I, to get up from the bed I use it and for, walk over. Yeah, I, I still use my PS3 for... Uh, like Blu-rays and stuff more often not cause, just because I have the remote for that. Oh, okay. So it's just a little easier. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, other than that, yeah. No, I, I. The only time the um, PS3 actually comes out now is for Telltale Rock games. Band? Yeah. Like you know, Walking Dead. Rock um, Band. Hmm? Oh yes, and Rock Band. Of course. Yeah. Yes, yes, totally Rock Band. Uh, yeah. um, but you know, take it. Other than that, the PS3 doesn't actually get a whole lot of playtime. I've pretty much moved everything over to the PS4 now. Fine, I won't let you borrow the Lego games then. Yeah. I, might, I like to borrow them out. They're actually really fun. Yeah. I like to play that. Have someone to play with. I'd like to play that indie one. The indie one's actually really Yeah, I'll really bet it's grab. Although it's sure like it's after one. after Lego Marvel Superheroes, it's like most of the other games are like pretty hard to like get like even even though I'm enjoying and my wife is enjoying yeah. like the Hobbit game, we're still like, Why can't we fly? Oh my god. Yeah. It, was just, it was so nice being able to fly in Lego Marvel Superheroes. And there's more more variety to what the characters are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that is the other thing. It's like I completely understand what you were talking about in your review now where yeah. you need a specific character to do a specific thing. It's like they're all dwarves. Yeah. They all look the same. It's like so difficult trying to remember yeah. which dwarf does what because they're all guys in beards. Yeah, yeah. It's irritating. So, but they at least yeah. do that thing where they like it's programmed so that first person you'll choose is typically the one that has the power that you need yeah this is we're getting into minutiae now this no, is like, yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're yeah, good it's like, so yeah that's, that's, that's really all I've been playing is yeah. like you know it's just like you know yeah they like go Hobbit, Hobbit mm. yeah, that and, you know messing around a bit with Dead Space because I wanted to see what that was like in surround sound right right, and right, right, right. it's messed up amazing surround sound. oh yeah because you, you said you could hear stuff above you yeah no, I mean it's like I, so like, you cool. know, you, you go through the opening where like you know the uh, the monsters first pop up and they just start like eviscerating mm-hmm. all of the people in your crew, and before that happens, and I'd never actually noticed this before, mm-hmm. you could actually hear them crawling around in the ventilation. It was just like bang, bang, so bang, 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 bang. Which and one? All of a sudden they which dead space was it? The first one. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, just that very first moment when you go into that like reception area, yeah, 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 and then yeah, yeah, they tell yeah. you to go and activate the keyboard, and when you do, you're separated from them, and then they just drop down and start killing everybody. Yeah. It's just, it's. Yeah, it's just absolutely. That's still my favorite. That's a perfect yeah. game. It's it's so messed up with yeah. like you know really really good surround sound. No doubt. And then when you go off on that run and they start like bursting out through the walls and all that, and it's all just yeah. like ah. super terrifying. Yeah. How about you, Mel? Just Mario Kart? 
Just Mario Kart. Watching some movies, but just Mario Kart. Yeah, what movies? Yeah, but you're you're starting to change your mind about Mario Kart, right? Because at first you didn't really seem all that big on it, but I wasn't. now you just keep playing it. So yeah, I can't. To it. That's, that's, Mario, yeah. that's Mario Kart for you. I don't know what it's subliminal messaging or something. Like, I can't help that's it. What every okay. game, that's what every time a new Mario Kart game yeah, comes out. It's, it's I can't process. help it. it. I keep going back for more. It's just mm-hmm. horrible. But I only play online for the most part now. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's only so much to do, not online. But I get so angry. Like I've never raged so hard at a game yeah. other than Call of Duty yeah. in all of my life. Yeah. And what, what's making you so angry? The stupidity of other players. Like are they jerks? <laughs> well, just, they, um, if you get hit by a red shell or a green shell, there's no recovery time. Mm-hmm. As soon as you land again, someone else can hit you again. Yeah. And if sort of if you're in a crowd of people for some reason, I always get hit by like two red shells. Not the people around me, just me. Yeah, but the beauty of Mario Kart is you can always come back. Yeah, usually. You're Except Mike, one, for some reason, he always of, uh, is out in front. Uh, bastard. Yeah. 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 It's angers you. And yet, despite angers that, you're coming back. Mm-hmm. And I keep it's addicting, and I don't know why, okay. but I just keep coming back. Because I was back. about to ask, what makes you keep coming back? That's the thing is, I have it's no so idea. Why, why are you putting yourself to it? Just stop. It's like cocaine. It's not good for you. Right. You don't enjoy it, but you want more. It's like you're in an abusive relationship. Yeah. With Mario Kart, yeah. yeah. I watch Species. Kind of like see like counting. Yeah. <laughs> Do you no, never see like, Species? Yeah, Mario Kart is like you the never Ice Turner of video games. That's good. Mario Kart. Species, yeah. not to have two conversations going at once. Yeah, species is good, trashy, fun. I had never seen Species. Oh, man, it's a good time. That's a good time. That HR Geiger alien. Oh, yeah. Can't beat it. Yep. Can't beat it. Can't be looking thing, yeah. Yeah, that's good times all around. It was my nice break from stupid Mario Don't watch any of the sequels, though. It's not worth it. Really? Yeah, they suck. See, now I, with, with the Wii U gamepad, I can watch a movie and still play Mario Kart at the same time. Oh, that's true, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. It's, it's, uh, it's a well, good that, setup. I'm that's not sure that's healthy. Want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, that's healthy. I can watch something that's going to make me happy while I rage at Mario Kart. You can watch, what you could do is you could watch uh, a movie on your television, a movie on I your television, a TV show on your laptop, and play Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Yeah. Well, usually what happens is and I'm watching people. something on Netflix, on yeah. TV, yeah. playing Mario Kart, and then Mike is playing something on his PlayStation next to my TV. Oh, good times. Yeah. You got a nice little setup. It's a busy, busy living room. Yeah, not bad at all. Anyway, Phil, get Mario Kart, bring it home. It's, it's, it's more fun when you play with people you know, even though you know you're playing with other no, real people. I, listen, you don't, have to t- you don't need to sell me on the fun of <laughs> yeah, Mario Kart with friends. It's, I own a Nintendo 64, I understand. It's horribly addicting, I and I can't wait. figure out why. Because and there are awesome. people that are always because faster awesome. than you, and you can't figure out how the fuck they are faster it's than because you. Because they suck. It's aggravating. <laughs> I'm really curious to see what you're going to think of Destiny. Me too, actually. I mean, like, that's, that's a big you know, co-op multiplayer game. I mean, it, it's also got competitive multiplayer, which you're probably going to play like a lot more than I ever will. Probably. I tried it in the alpha, and it's like, yep, it's competitive multiplayer. I've got it, right? Yep, I got annihilated. It's like, yeah, okay, I've seen it. I've tried it, so. I, I'll try but it. But the co-op is good. Maybe I'll just yeah. move over to that. And yeah, you know, it's like I would like to run around and like you know just go shooting things with other people and like talking about stuff. Probably not Phil because he refuses to add me to his friends. I listen, okay. Every week. <laughs> I just haven't. I just haven't bothered. I also I'm. I need she to. Like you. No, You're it's Asian. I, I need I to. I need no, to set up my PlayStation this. account. I haven't done that don't yet. Don't we discuss this? Only other white people. That's true. Yeah. I don't listen. I, I told you I don't have any friends on the PlayStation. It's not you. Okay. <laughs> it's, I don't. I don't. I just. Don't socialize with oh, my gaming. Okay. 
Yeah. Normally it's when not I, you, it's me. Okay, no, it's nothing. No, it's not that. that one it's normally when I play my video games, it's a very solitary, lonely, okay. sullen experience where I feel shame afterwards. It's not something <laughs> I, I typically share with people. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you are going to play Mario Kart with me. Hey, I'm going to play Mario Kart with you. And I'm going right. to friend you, Lane. Don't worry. I just right. need to get, like, my... I just need to pay to you have... You need to turn on your PS4. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, need, and I need to, like, pay to have the PlayStation Plus account, so that actually means something. Oh, that, and yeah. yeah there's, there's a variety of factors. This is not podcast material. We can okay. have this conversation. He says he has to pay to turn his, you know, on Plus, but is he actually going to do it? Probably not. Yeah, I am. He'll have to if he starts reviewing PS4 games with multiplayer. Exactly, and I also want to finish Outlast, which I haven't finished yet, oh, and I loved go. so oh, goddamn much. Oh, you didn't finish much. Outlast yet? I haven't known. Oh, how far did you get? Very far. Okay. Very far. Um, but it my my uh, free account expired. Oh, yeah. you and I can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, and so it's, you're locked yeah, out. Yeah, and I'm locked oh, out. Okay. I can't finish it. Yeah. So it's. I assure you, it was deeply well, frustrating. Well, hurry up and add us to your PlayStation friends Jesus list. Jesus Christ, guys! Don't bully me. I'll do what I want. I think our audience just send you mail asking really you to turn on your PlayStation. Plus. I know, I know, I know. That's really a shame. Oh, well, that's uh, yeah. That's, that so you. Messed up. So now you gotta understand. Yeah. If I'm so apathetic that I haven't finished Outlast, which is one my the most fun I've had on any PS4 game thus far. Hopefully you can realize not to take it personally that I, <laughs> that I haven't set up my friend's account I'll yet take either. It marginally. Don't worry, we won't have fun without oh, him. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, yeah. thanks for tuning in this week. <laughs> and you should finish out last. Yeah, you no, I want to so bad. I just haven't bothered well, to. What, what was the last thing you actually remember? Um, like how far along were you? Well, I, I had gotten the last like major event was when the doctor like ties you up in the chair and puts you through the surgery yeah okay. and then so I like escaped from him and I'd done a couple things after that and then I got too scared and turned yeah, it off and, then, and then the next day I woke up and it was uh, oh, okay. locked yeah you've probably got at least another hour or so yeah then, but so. not that much I'm pretty yeah. well done like I figured the, the thing with the doctor struck me as being like climax material no now there's a little more? No. Sweet. There's more, there's, there, there's more, there's more bigger messed up stuff after that. Oh, yeah. so exciting. It, it still goes on. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Shall we do the... I think you should, because you up? just cut me off, so... Oh, hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> do your job, Mel. All right. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in this week <laughs> to listen to Phil Bitch about Transformers. If you want to read Phil's... I'm I'm sure he's not the only one, though. I mean, I doubt that he's alone in this. If you want to read Phil's fully bitching about Transformers, you can check out his movie review at cgmagonline.com and his new review of Transformers Rise of the Dark Spark, a story that Phil could not follow, nor did he care to follow, is in the next issue of CGM, which is coming up in a week-ish. Week and a half-ish. It's Friday, right? Yes, it's Friday. So we'll say about a week. So make sure to keep an eye out for that if you actually want to find out Phil's even more in-depth bitching thoughts about Transformers. That's right. I guess it'd be more eloquently put in your review. Yeah, definitely. All right, then. So eloquent. And if you want to read Wayne's... You talked about music this week, didn't you? Headsets. Yeah, I Yeah, I talked about audio. He talked about audio in his editorial this week at cgmagonline.com. He talked about yeah. what... Just because it's bassy doesn't Base mean it's good. It's not the be-all, end-all yeah. of good audio. It's like, you know, especially... A lot of people games. think that, though. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like in, in horror games, it's like if everything is exploding in a horror game, it's no longer scary. If you can hear the creature crawling around above you, yeah. that might be good audio. All right. Also, check us out at our social media. That's facebook.com slash comicsgamingmagazine. Of course, cgmagonline.com. Twitter at cgmplus. Phil, what's your Twitter? 
It's at that Phil Brown. What? Wayne is real Wayne Santos. I'll take your word for it. Follow him. I'm Kicks and Chaos, K-I-X-X-E-N, Chaos. And Brendan is Fry 26 You can also follow Wayne on Google+. Just search Wayne Santos. You can follow us on Google+. That's google.com backslash little plus sign CGMag online. You can also make sure you check out our website today because we have some black gold. That's right, people, black gold. It is full retail copy editions of black gold online. A new MMORPG from Snail Games. We'll be giving out 10 copies, I believe. So make sure you check out CG Mag Online to find out how to win. Are you excited, Phil? Want to play an oh, MMORPG? Yeah. So excited. See? Oh my god. Phil's jealous he can't win a coffee. Yeah. Yep, totally jealous. Yeah. All right, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>